0: welcome to the dive table i'm jay gardner and with me as always is nick Hogel. nick how are you doing today
1: i am doing pretty good i just got a new setup for my microphone my desk out here so i'm just slowly getting settled in so i can bring these wonderful episodes to all of you beautiful listeners out there on podcast in podcast land i should say and yeah i'm pretty excited about everything uh, this is going to be a fun episode. They're always fun episodes, so this will be uh, a good one. We got some some good things to reminisce and, and talk about some some things of the past, and maybe a little bit of the future as well.
0: Are we going back to the future in this episode?
1: <laughs> oh, we might. We might. Yeah, Marty. where's Marty? Where's hey, Marty. Marty McFly? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Marty and the Doc. I think we just Marty dated ourselves.
0: <laughs> Man, I haven't seen those movies in so long. Like, where's my flying car? Where's my flying Mandalorian? Or no, it's not a Mandalorian. You know, DeLorean, DeLorean.
1: DeLorean. There was actually not too long ago that date came up. I think it was like a year or two ago of when he traveled to the future. I think that was part two. Uh, he traveled to the future and that date actually came around. And they some of the things did come true, which is kind of funny. Yeah. Um, but the uh, I know that those those Nikes that he had those were kind of a popular thing. Those came out probably uh, like five or six years ago. Those Nikes that closed automatically. I don't know if you remember those shoes from the movie.
0: Yeah, yeah. They, uh,
1: they did come out with those, and it was kind of a popular. Th- I think it's like a, a huge resale. Like if you try to go search for them, they're pretty expensive to find online.
0: Imagine those as your um, as your you know dry suit boots. Pretty awesome. Put them on a nylon sock and like push the button and just, you know, compression. I'm I'm
1: surprised Nike hasn't gotten into the boot game yet. The scuba boot game.
0: Dude, if they could keep those sealed at depth, that's like a a cool, you have a third, uh, a third space for buoyancy control. You have your wing, your dry suit, and then your boots and you can connect an argon bottle to your shoes. And then you know you just uh, you know you need a little more gas in your feet. You just like you know give a little bump to the inflator, and I don't know how you dump. You have to figure out that maybe I don't know how you do that. But that imagine that, yeah, Nike could make some uh, you know dry suit boots that uh, were inspired <laughs> by the Back to the Future self-inflating you know <laughs> ones. Then you also have like a self-drying vest or something. I'm, I'm not in that movie. And they kept asking him why he was wearing
1: a. Uh, oh no, that was when he went to the past. When he's like, "Why are you wearing a life vest?" And then it was the same thing, but just in the future. No, that was a good. Uh, yeah, I, want, man, I still wanted cool. the hoverboard. You're never too old for a hoverboard. That's what I want.
0: Never. You can kind of get there with some of the some of the surfboards, self propelled boards in lake and ocean right now. They look like hoverboards. They look so. Low. Oh, I haven't yeah. done been on one yet. I want to so bad, but they're they're super expensive. I'm not gonna go buy one of those. But yeah, if you could see, look, there's diving applications. If you could do the, the cool, you know, Nike shoes and then imagine a self drying wetsuit or, or dry suit. You just press a button and poosh, man, that would save you a lot of cash on your return home trip from a dive trip. You know, uh, <laughs> you don't have to pay the, the overage in the uh, luggage because everything's wet.
1: <laughs> I know Henderson came out with their quick dry material i mean eh, i don't think it's super quick dry but i mean i feel like if you hang any wetsuit and some some hot weather turn it inside out it's you know it'll it'll dry somewhat quickly the three mils anyways those five and seven mils might take a little bit of time
0: i will admit i found myself in a hotel room before i'm packing everything up with the blow dryer just like Trying try to get Drying stuff dry everything. before yeah. I get it, yeah, because you don't want to dive right up until I can't. And so, you know, <laughs> the whole idea of of wet gear versus dry gear. If you, you know, I, I've done it a few times where you're just in the in the bathroom, you know, shower with the, as long as the extension cord will reach of the, you know, uh, or the the hotel blow dryer, just trying to get things a little bit dry without, you know, you put it on cool. So you don't have hot air on all your stuff, like, but just blowing, you know, trying to get it all dry. Hopefully, Sometimes hopefully successful. you don't
1: end up. Uh, hopefully you don't end up on like a, a, you know, just the bizarre diving accidents, blow drying your wet gear, and then just like the water hits it and you get electrocuted or
0: something. Like. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, that's a good the point. bizarre bizarre accidents in diving. Yeah. Don't, yeah, don't, don't do as I do. (laughs) Be safe out there. All right. So today we wanted to do something a little bit different, which is we want to talk a little bit about lessons learned. We're, you know, 30, 40 episodes in, we've been doing this less than a year now, but we've learned some things and we wanted to take a moment to pause and reflect in, in the spirit of the season, which is the ending of the year, right? You know, we're already past Halloween, which just means, like, basically, once you get past Halloween, the year's over. Like, it just goes—you blink, and November and December go by um, like nothing. So, we're gonna do a little reflection, but we're gonna frame it in the content of, or in the in the uh, the frame of, you know, what we've learned from doing the show, from listening and interviewing some incredible guests and then apply those kind of lessons to everyday life to our scuba stuff. Um, and then yeah, we'll have some hopefully some peek ahead of what we're excited about coming up for the holiday season and also into can you believe it 2023. So we're we're going to be in the uh the Michael Jordan year next year, the 23. So, you know, that's <laughs> a that's fun.
1: Is it twenty so cool. three. I mean, it is twenty three. But oh. yeah, let's let's get her down. I was gonna say, is it twenty three? I know he was a forty five fan, but twenty three for most people, no. I guess. Oh, huh? no, it's
0: twenty three. Forty five was like, forty five was like the the twilight of his career. Um, well, wasn't know,
1: that his number in college? And then he no, had to take twenty three. He was, he no, was? okay. Was I'm
0: pretty sure. Pretty sure that's true. 45 was his baseball number, and there was a reason for that, and I forget what it was. And he came back, and he had 45. I think he had to have 45 because they – I don't know what happened. This is a good research project for somebody um, yeah, to tell I, us what the, always, the numbers with Michael Jordan were.
1: I want to say that I heard 45 was his number, and then he had to take 23 when he went to the pros. And I know he went to play baseball because it was like a dream of his dad or something. I, I I'm, I'm the, I'm, might be – really off on the story and then when he was able to come back he was able to take 45 but we'll figure that out along the way
0: here we go in an interview on the netflix special the last dance jordan explained why he switched to number 45 i didn't want to wear 23 because i knew my father wasn't there to watch me and it felt uh, and i felt it was a new beginning and 45 was my first number when i was playing in high school
1: so ah, he, we have the story halfway
0: right. So in high school, he was 45. College, he was 23. He was 23 all the way up until he left and played baseball. And then when he came back to basketball, he turned to 45 because his dad wasn't going to be there. And then I think he switched back to 23. I think 45 was a short-lived thing. I don't, I don't remember. So anyway, straight from the interwebs, we have half an answer. Quick history lessons with the dive table. <clears throat> that's right. All right. You ready to jump into this one? Let's
1: get into it.
0: A podcast for scuba divers everywhere. Take your seat at the dive table with your hosts, Nick Hogle and Jay Gardner. So, Nick, we just finished up doing this. I don't know. I guess you'd call it an event, uh, but a session or whatever it was. We got invited to a really large company actually called Accenture, which uh, I think a lot of people have heard of, but they're involved in all sorts of different things. But at Accenture, they were starting this uh, scuba club, basically for the entire company, whoever was interested in diving, um, they're doing a scuba club for Accenture. And we were really honored and excited to come on as the first kind of speakers ever in their scuba club uh, from the outside. And so we got a chance to do that. And they asked us to talk about kind of what are the lessons you've learned through diving and podcasting and all the other things you guys are involved in in the scuba world. And so, hey, we thought we could do a cool episode from that. Um, and by the way, shout out to Carrie, Thanks for for organizing everything there. We had a great time with your group. Uh, hopefully. Um, You know, we'll get a chance to dive with you guys at some point, uh, actually get in the water and and dive with some of the Accenture Dive Club people. Just really enjoyed some of the the conversation and questions that were asked. But uh, so that's what we want to do with this lesson or with this episode called Lessons Learned. And I don't know what you have. I I have a couple of thoughts, but it's going to be fun to kind of look back, think about what we've learned. Maybe, you know, we can clarify those into actual lessons. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. And then also talk about what we're excited, you know, where we're where we're headed and what we're excited about in the future. So, uh, yeah, I'm excited about. How, what did you think of Accenture? Did you have a good time doing that? Uh, doing that event?
1: I did. It was it was really cool. That was the first event that I've ever done like that. I've obviously been on on some teams meetings, Google meetings, stuff like that, but it's usually for work. And and um, even though this very very little or very slightly feels like work sometimes. I'm always having a good time on here. So it was nice to kind of do something that obviously we're both passionate about. So um to be able to just essentially speak from the heart and talk about some of these things that we've learned and talk about things that I've had some of my experiences in the past. And and it was just a it was a it was a cool feeling to be able to, you know, present on that level, you know, I I think there was what, 30 people listening at some point on there, which was pretty cool. Um, So I don't, I haven't really spoke uh, in front of large crowds or anything, you know, unless you count late night drunk at a bar, but usually I don't remember that too much, but no. Um, uh, But no, it was, it was a lot of fun. And once again, yeah, thank you, Carrie, for putting that together. That was super awesome of you. And uh, definitely hope, you know, I get to, get a chance to dive with some of those folks and even meet some of those folks in person. I know I'm a little bit far, far east right now, but, uh, you know, I always tell people if you're ever out this way, definitely hit me up and we can, you know, grab a drink or grab a dive and, you know, see what, see what it leads to.
0: See what, see if it leads to late night speeches at the bar. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> if you uh i had i if if jay remembers we had a late night once and we actually ended up on a couple of boats down in mexico But <laughs> <laughs> like
0: jack from titanic that was a good lesson learned right <laughs> When when you have too much to drink in mexico go get on a yacht that's unoccupied yeah. and hope yeah. you don't get arrested yeah thank goodness we made didn't. it out alive <laughs> so we're
1: good <laughs> Not, we weren't That's locked funny. up abroad. We didn't end up on that show, so that was good.
0: Now you have me intrigued, though. I want, I want to know what your speeches are about when you're, when you're at the bar late night. I wonder, you know, if you're talking about, you know, spay and neuter your pets. <laughs> it's really important. <laughs> or which, like, which soapbox do you jump on? Like, you should vote. Go out and vote. You know, which, which, which finger comes out that you. When when you're at that state, you start to preach at people. I, I, now I'm curious. This is going to be a good experiment for me when I when I come and see you out there. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, so I, I can start. I can do my first lesson learned. So <clears throat> my first lesson learned, probably the biggest one in my head, in doing the podcast, in doing uh, everything that we've been up to, and in general, you know what I've been learning as as I've you know, progressed in my scuba training and and the scuba world again comes back to this concept of team. And one of the things that you know surprised me a bit in scuba uh, when I got into it was just how oriented towards a team it has to be. So whether you call that a buddy or you call it a team or whatever it might be, but scuba really, in a lot of ways, is a team sport when you're talking about safety. And it's also a team sport when you talk about fun. I mean, yes, it's it's cool if you can go out and have a great time by yourself and talk about it. But, man, it's you know however many more times cool and enjoyable when you have someone to share it with and you're talking about that dive. And, you know, you and I still even talk about dives we took together. Remember that one where we saw that brown rock <laughs> or whatever it would be? <laughs> uh, you know, uh, Oh, yeah. Which one of those? Uh, hundreds of dives was it? But, um, but just someone to share it with in the community that comes along with this passion, right that came out of it. So I've learned with podcasting, uh, you know, the show how important the team is as well, and the team dynamics that that come into play. So we give producer Daniel a lot of a lot of grief, and rightfully so, I think, <laughs> as any producer should get. But you know, the the team that we have, you, me, and Daniel as our core team, and then our extended team of of really the, the folks that are around us helping push us, um, you know, I, I can't tell you we had a I think there was a little editing error in one of the episodes recently, and I got like ten text messages before I even listened to the episode of like, hey, in minute forty three and five seconds, there is something going on with the audio. You need to fix that. Blah blah blah. It's like, oh, awesome. You know, uh, let's get the team together to to fi- figure that out. That they catch our errors and. Um, and then we've created this community around that, which is, you know, been diving on Tuesdays, but way beyond that, where there are people that you know, have become friends of ours and part of our ecosystem that we're following and they're following us and, and rooting each other on from a distance that have built community. So, you know, the, the the fact is that yes, there's you and I with the microphones in front of our faces, but there's a lot more that's going on behind the scenes and and you know, when an episode comes out, the discussions and the community and the, the other from other people, you know, we just couldn't do this without all of that. So um, that's probably the one of the biggest lessons I've learned in general, but especially the podcast has highlighted this. I mean, we sat down and said, yeah, sure. I think your yours as nice expectations <laughs> We're like put a microphone in front of our face and like and then we talk and and then it's over well it's been a lot more than that and it's it's been a lot more uh, around community and team and relationship building and and trust of one another trust of our team trust of you know and ourselves when when we get you know um you know maybe a little bit of shaking the confidence and things like that to keep going so anyways uh you know lesson learned and gratitude to you Nick gratitude to you Daniel out there gratitude to our community uh, and And the people that have have really pushed us and kept us moving and when things get tough or you really don't want to record that episode, or man, you know, like uh you know it's just uh hard to think of another thing to talk about in this moment, um but that's been an awesome lesson that's learned, and I would say will continue to be learned as we move forward is the the gratitude and and support of community and the team aspect of everything you do in scuba and everything that we do here at the show so. There's my first one, and uh, yeah, it's been a really, really awesome ride in that in that regard.
1: Cool. No, I I love that, and definitely definitely can agree with a lot of that. This is a very very big team effort. Um, I didn't realize how much of a team was needed just for all the stuff that we need to do. Obviously in scuba, uh, but when it comes to podcasting, I was I was very much in the dark. Uh, when it came to a lot of stuff. And to kind of piggyback off of that, my my lesson learned is the, and, and it's, it's, it's a lesson that, you know, time and time I'll learn again, um, or, you know, I know that it's a lesson I've learned before in the past, I should say, but just the value of work and research that needs to go into some of this stuff. And a lot of this stuff, you know, we speak from the heart. We just speak about what we know, stuff that we've done in the past, but just kind of the work that needs to go into putting a podcast out. I didn't realize how much work actually is involved with it. You know, um, just scheduling and and figuring out topics and this and that. Um, I know, you know, Jay in the in the very beginning, he's done a lot of this stuff before, so he was able to help quite a bit and, and really put us on another level of uh you know just basically putting us ahead and getting us out there on some news and and having people hear about us and just kind of having that initial push but and then also just the the research of some of these topics because some stuff i'm like okay i don't really know much about that but i'm going to research it and then you know in in the this researching mode, I would kind of fall in love with Scuba all over again just because I'm finding things interesting and I'm like, oh man, I want to know more about this subject. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go and find out a little bit more about it. Um and just kind of, you know, the the learning aspect of it, but just the the work and research that goes into it. Um I'm not gonna say which episodes, but there's definitely a couple episodes where I came in unprepared Maybe you guys can go back and listen. <laughs> you guys or gals can go back and listen to them and try to figure it out, and then you can you can add some comments or whatnot. But um, definitely, just coming onto the show feeling a little bit unprepared is never a great thing. And and these are things that I've learned in the past. But you know, I'm, I'm it's hard to break bad habits sometimes. Like, oh, I'll just sign on and and figure it out as I go. But definitely, just putting that little bit of work and research into the topics that we're bringing to you guys. And, and I'm actually really looking forward to some of these future topics that we'll talk about here in a little bit. Um, but uh, just researching some of these topics, I'm really looking forward to as I was jotting down some ideas for future episodes. I was like, man, I really, that's something that I've been wanting to get into for a while. Now, I actually, I don't want to say I have a reason, but it'll give me that little bit of push that I need into researching certain things. And um, hopefully, bringing you enlightening episodes and educational episodes, and uh, just things like that. So, hard work and research can never can never goes uh, can never go too far. There, hold well, There was a saying a long time ago. Let's see if I can remember it off the top of my head. Um, I'll try to come back to it. I can't remember it, but it has something to do with with work. So, I'll uh, I'll come back to that here in a second. But what's your what's your second what's your second lesson learned?
0: Well, yeah, before I get into my second one, I'd piggyback a little bit on on that and that's, you know, putting in the work, right? And I don't think either one of us knew how much work this was going to be. And yeah, sometimes you're right. It can feel on the edge of this being work rather than passion because, you know, that's just normal. Your emotions and energy levels and state of mind, ebb and flow and, you know, but we, every week we got to get on in front of the microphone no matter how you feel and, and, produce something and yeah I think that work when you when you put in the work then the outcomes take care of themselves right and that's something that's been true about the show when we were preparing you know we used to write full episodes you know and like I'm glad we've kind of gotten away from having to write full episodes you know weeks in advance to now we're able to kind of generate outlines and work from there and you know sometimes we're we're able to to kind of get comfortable in the structure of the show now, but it, it's work it's, it's work on a lot of people's ha- haves. And I think, again, the lesson here is when you put in the work that the outcomes take care of themselves. And I think, you know, for me in life, that's always true. I've always felt that responsibility of if I don't do it, it's not going to get done. And so you just have to do it and, you know, take control of the first thing you know, make a decision of where you're going to start and then go for it and that momentum carries you through. I think that's true in scuba as well. I mean, I've been talking to a lot of folks lately that that want to get better, right? Or are frustrated with an aspect of their their diving game, whatever it might be. And they say, "Oh, I just, you know, need to fix x or fix y." And my advice is always, you know, one learn proper technique from someone who knows it. And then two, put in the work, right? Do the intention on, you know, whether you're doing a valve drill and you're just struggling to, you know, get the procedure right, or you're just you know trying to fine tune your back kick or whatever it might be, that it's about putting in the work. And then the outcome will be a refined back kick, but you've got to put in the front work. You've got to be intentional about that. It's not just going to magically show up. And I think that's the same thing true in the podcast is, you know, <laughs> we're not going to just show up on the mic and go like, so what do you want to talk about today? I don't know. Let's see what happens. And then, you know, when we're done, hopefully this gets you know put together into an episode and then launched somewhere and we can share it. it no, there's work. You got to put in that work. So that's a great lesson. I love it. I just want to piggyback on that.
1: Um, so uh, I my did. Second, oh, well, I was going to say pause. I did remember. What I was trying to say is the, uh, I I used to hear this saying all the time, but the only time success comes before work is in the dictionary. So just a little, little (laughs) piece of information for you out there to remember.
0: That's a good one. I like that one. I like that one. Yeah. Outcomes. Let's see. Does outcome come before? Yeah. The only time outcomes come before work is in the dictionary as well. There you go. That's true. That's pretty easy to say anything comes before work as long as it doesn't start with <laughs> X, Y, or Z. <laughs> I like the easy ones. Or winning. Wait, wait. Winning the only time winning comes before work is in the dictionary. That's true. Yeah, there you go. That's true. Because I and O. Wow, look at us. We 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 passed elementary school and remember our alphabet. <laughs> A-B-Z. Kudos CD to us, right? <laughs> oh no. man, yeah. Did you know though, that if you if you hum that tune, you've also got Twinkle Twinkle and Happy Birthday, and I think a couple of other songs. <laughs> they make it easy <laughs> for the tune. kids. Yeah, make it easy. To, you know, days of the week as well. So, all right, my second lesson learned. Uh, you know, I was thinking about this, and one of the things that stood out to me. I loved the interview with with Chuck No. And getting to know Chuck has been pretty cool. Very accomplished diver, but a really down to earth guy, has a ton of experience. And I love talking to people that were there in the history and the evolution of technical diving and exploration and things, just because I wasn't. I get to read about it and I wasn't there. So, you know, getting to meet in my mind people that, you know, are living legends because I wasn't there, you know couldn't have been when nitrox was voodoo gas and, you know, the idea of decompression on oxygen was was crazy or, you know, triple manifolded together, you know, hacked together harnesses and things that nowadays it's so easy for me to, to be able to learn from their exploration and innovations. So one of the things that just has stuck out to me in that interview with Chuck, um, was, the idea of the scientists that he was on the boat with when he was DMing, uh, you know, out in the the Gulf here that the scientists, you know, literally had oxygen, big old oxygen tanks like uh, and threw hoses in the water, 30 feet down and was like, Oh, you know, I've done some research and I think this is a good way to decompress. And you just think about that, that that was Chuck's introduction to, you know, an oxygen window per se or oxygen decompression. And the evolution of that now is it's like a well duh that that oxygen is a great decompression gas, but you can only start that deco at, you know, 20 feet because of the PPO2 of oxygen. And the lesson I took from that was, you know, Chuck was on the boat and that's where he got introduced to it. And there's something about being on the boat. Right, well, there is a saying I, I don't remember it. Something like ninety nine percent of success is showing up, you know, or whatever it would be. Um, but just being on the boat and or being in the chair in the podcast chair, we never know what's going to happen. Right, having the microphone turned on or showing up at the dive site, um, whatever it might be, is being on the boat. And I think that's a good lesson that I've learned is like the more that you know. Like I said, your emotions and state of mind and, and energy levels fluctuate, but when you show up, when you when you force yourself to take that first step of being on the boat, then the opportunities and the experience is open to you in amazing ways for learning and for different you know experiences and things like that. So, lesson two from podcasting has been: hey, show up, right? Be on the boat. Um, get yourself right to be on the boat and be open to what's going to happen and then follow that path, pull that thread and see where it ends up. And that's been an awesome lesson for me. And it's been something that I continue to try to, to put into my life because sometimes you just don't want to be on the boat. (laughs) You just want to be home in your comfortable, you know, sweats, kicking your feet up, and you know watching the lakers lose right now unfortunately now watching you know watching your favorite sport or your favorite show um, but getting your your tail to the dive site showing up for that event that's happening in your local community diving community uh, you know being booking that weekend trip being on the boat leads to that adventure and that experience and those opportunities those relationships and uh, i'm carried that kind of as a lesson for me of make sure that you get on the boat, uh, do everything you can to get there and then let the boat take you where it's going to go.
1: No, that's, I, I love that. Uh, cause yeah, half the battle is showing up. Right. Um, so no, that is a really good lesson. Lesson two, ooh, so many to choose from so many lessons. Um, so this is going to be kind of an odd one. This might be an odd one for some people to hear, but, uh, I, I definitely had to to build a little bit of a little bit more self confidence going into this, just because I'm um, normally. I mean, I know I can be kind of a loud and talkative person, but one thing that I I was not very good at is uh, self promotion. So just coming in and and basically, you know, saying, "Hey, I'm on this podcast. Check us out." That was definitely a little bit of a, a thing for me to get over, just because. Um, I mean, there's, there's a lot of times even on dive trips, I wouldn't tell, uh, I wouldn't tell the dive site or the, the dive center that I'm an instructor. And a lot of times I still might not, I'm not a hundred percent sure. Usually I'm just like, Oh, I'm a, I'm a rescue diver or even I'll give them my advanced card. A lot of times I'll even throw out my open water card just depending on what the dive is, but just, just kind of, you know, owning my abilities a little bit more and just, being, I guess, okay with that. Um, you know, just saying, like, hey, I'm on this podcast. You should check us out. When I went to ADEX just uh, a few months ago, that was kind of a, a big thing because I was uh, when I showed up there, or when initially when I was thinking about going, I was like, I don't really want to push that I'm on a podcast, but at the same time, this is such a great opportunity, and you know, to to meet and kind of network and and hopefully get some future interviews and. Um, just you know self promote and you know hopefully get a few listeners out of it but uh i did and and it actually became i don't want to say a lot of fun but uh it it was it was it was in a sense a lot of fun cuz i would just kind of open up and say hey here's a you know free sticker I, I made some shirts but i didn't get the shirts in time to bring to to hand out at the uh convention but uh just kind of self promoting and and you know just talking a little bit about more myself i, I just I, I don't know something that i i wasn't really great at in the beginning which i'm sure there's some people rolling their eyes out there <laughs> i i i probably do tend to talk about myself quite a bit i'm sure but um but just yeah self self promotion and just being a little bit more confident in going into these situations um you know, because uh, that that's one thing that I'm really looking forward to here in the future is we do have some great interviews lined up um, from people that I met at ADEX. And I'm really, really looking forward to certain interviews. And um, we're just going to be bringing some some very different type things, things that I didn't even know about. Um, so I'm, I'm quite excited about bringing that to, you know, quote unquote, the table. Um So I guess that's, you know, just kind of a confidence builder, um, which is always, you know, in any aspect of life, any point in life is always a good thing, whether it be in the water, building that confidence for that next skill or during learning that skill or being on a microphone and, you know, not saying, you know what I mean, every two seconds, you know, just kind of slowly (laughs) building this confidence of to where, you know, it's just always a good thing to have in many different aspects of your life. So uh self confidence, self awareness. I don't know. Uh, finding my inner self. We're getting deep right now, man. Um no. Yeah, but wow. uh yeah, just just kind of along those lines. That that's always been kind of a uh not a tough thing, but you know, just being able to speak and and confidently speak about
0: what we're doing. So that'll yeah, be that's a second. really that's a good one. I mean that's a yeah, that's a tough one. I mean, I, I agree. I've uh, There's a fine line between self-promotion and self-aggrandizement, right? And ego comes to play in all of that. And whether you're under the water and you just can't get this procedure right or this skill right, or you screwed X up, ego comes out, you know, and says, oh, you failure, you know, like you, you'll never get it right. And you know, you should have got it right the first time or you're better than this. And I, I always battle that. I always battle that in general, you know, beating yourself up over saying things like, you know what I mean? We, you beat yourself up over that for a while, right? Or whatever words I'm using or listening to yourself. That's always fun in the podcast world is you you listen to yourself. It's funny. I get in the truck now and the, because we do, we listen to the podcast so that we can improve the podcast. That was a request that producer Daniel made. So we've been doing that. And it's funny, I'll get in the truck now when I pick up the girls from school and I'll have the podcast playing because it's like my only 10 minutes, 15 minutes of of alone time to listen in spurts. And hey, it's daddy. Daddy's on the radio. Daddy's on the TV. And they they think it's so cool that I'm, my voice is coming through. Oh, there's Nick. Like, yeah, that's Nick. Um, but yeah, that confidence is such an important piece. But it's also, you know, there's used to be this this are not used to. There still is. I forget what they're called. I have to remember. There was this these bands, this bracelet that was made, and the concept behind them was, you know, stay hungry and stay humble. And so he had gone out and got clay from the lowest place on earth, which is the Dead Sea, and he got material. I forget what the material. I think it was water um, from the highest place on earth right? Mount Everest or whatever the highest peak was, I forget. And then he melded those two things into the making of this bracelet. And, you know, on the very one, one end, it was a white, you know, circle on that side. And then on the bottom, it was a black one to represent the highs and lows. And I really have liked that concept of balancing being hungry, which is pushing and, you know, that Allowing yourself to have that self-confidence like you're talking about, but also remaining humble that, you know, there are lows and, and, and that we're no better or, or worse than anybody else. And trying to stay humble, whether, you know, you, you have that perfect frog kick and somebody's just learning it, um, you know, it doesn't make you better. It just means that that's something that, you know, you can be humble about and that you have. So I like that lesson a lot and I have to remember the name of that uh, company that's making those things. Cause I, I had them for a while. They broke, uh, unfortunately. So <laughs> otherwise it's still so we weren't, I really liked them, but it, but they broke. Uh, and I like the concept to keep in your mind of, of stay hungry, stay humble. All right. Number three, last one for me, lesson learned. Um, yeah, this one might not be necessarily a groundbreaking lesson. I mean, none of them really have been for me in terms of, epiphanies, they've been really reinforcing to other things. But I think the the lesson learned in the podcast, number three for me, has been, you know, be open. And it's kind of piggybacks on be on the boat, but it's being open. And so uh, I know for myself, I have a tendency to, to research, try but in the in the guise of forming an opinion. And I remember a long time ago in, in the author game, um, kind of my mentor uh, when I was going through all that, you know, really pushed me to say, hey, you know, uh, it's not okay not to have an opinion. It's okay to be wrong, but you need to form an opinion. You cannot write a book that takes, you know, into account every circumstance ever. And that's kind of was my writing at the time. It was, well, yes, this is true, except for in seven more pages of exceptions, right? And he's saying, you know, hey, you need to take a stand. And yeah, there might be places where it's not true, but have an opinion and then be open to it being wrong. And that really solidified in me, you know, in Scuba, for example, of searching out what I think about, you know, like a subject we had the transmitter episode, right? We got some flack, from, from folks about that. We got some positive comments, Um, but, but it's what I think, you know, and I've, and it's not an ill-informed opinion. It's something that I've tried and researched and dove and listened to other people. And so I think being open to other ways of diving, other ways of working, other perspectives on things that aren't my own, you know, the podcast kind of forces us into that because you and I are very different Uh, people and very different divers. And so it's being open to listening and putting that through your filters and letting your uh, opinions shape and form and evolve based on those inputs that you get from other people that aren't just in your immediate circle or in your kind of echo chamber that you're in. And where this lesson came most kind of true for me was when we had the discussion about you know, training and certification and coaching and all these things and realizing for myself that, that look, DIR is my foundation, right? And I love my foundation and I'm thankful for my, for my foundation. But it there are lots of variants to this based on the environment. So, you know, we talked about crazy current that blows your, you know, free flows your regulator or that you talked about like having to hook in to rocks that were (laughs) replaced and things just to hold on in the current well you know a dir foundation is great for that but there are other techniques and maybe configuration considerations to make in that environment right or when you talk about you know we had lots of discussions about side mount and mexican side mount versus florida side mount versus you know what was called the z system or dir side mount and you know, there are different tools for different reasons. Um, so being open, honoring your foundation, honoring that the strength that comes from that, but then being open to listening and evolving opinions based on other people's experiences and other people's expertise has been a really good lesson for me to not basically just don't get stuck in your own head and think that you've got it all figured out because you don't, and none of us ever will, right? So it's really a matter of continuing to learn, um, but also honoring the lessons that you've learned and 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 putting those, adding those to your to your toolbox, to your base, um, to your toolkit as a diver and as a podcaster. And I think there's a lot we still have to learn about podcasting, um, but we've listened to people that have done it before us. You know, listened, talked forever to to James Mott at the uh, and from the Great Dive podcast about his experiences and, you know, I've learned from him and learned from other podcasters and in other industries of how they approach production or how they approach um, the audience and community building. And so just learning from other people that have been there and then taking those things and helping them kind of inform my own opinion and approach and our opinion and approach at this show uh, has been a really good lesson to, to continually learn for myself.
1: That's that's wonderful, man. I love that because just to, to have an open mindset is always a great thing to to just in, in, in any aspect of life, whether it be, you know, your everyday life situations or just, you know, random situations in your life. But no, I, I love that being open is always a a good and positive outlook, especially in, in many, you know, with with the scuba the scuba as a sport scuba as a, a you know technical sport diving or technical diving um there's many different ways to do things and and um one thing <clears throat> One thing might work, you know, in a in a lake in Texas and it's completely, you know, different when you get into an ocean or, um, you know, you e- even I know some people that do river diving um, just because it's, you know, that's a very that probably really brings a whole new a whole new configuration to the game. I'm sure. Um, but yeah, no, I know I absolutely love that. Um, so my my third one. My third one. um. You know, uh, and this is something that I continually I love learning in life and it just kind of happens more and more on the podcast. But um, just adapting to situations, um, learning on the fly, sink or swim, whatever you want to call it. I've definitely picked this up quite a bit in in my instruction, my as an instructor in scuba and then even on the podcast as well. Um, you know, we because sometimes we uh we don't really know where do we, we never really know where an interview is going to go, so you know, we have questions lined up and we kind of talk about it a little bit beforehand, but it might completely take a 180 and go this direction, and we're just like okay, let's let's roll with this and see where it goes. Um, or sometimes our conversations get like that too, or it's like we you know we plan for this, but then we're adapting to that. Um, and many times as an instructor, it's like okay. Um, you know, I have this, this situation, this class, um, you know, with X amount of people, I, you know, really have to adapt and and make things work in this situation that I'm in right now. Um, but just adapting to situations, um, you know, even in the water, you know, you might be diving and there's no current. And then all of a sudden within 10 minutes, just bam, huge current. And you're like, okay, well, you know, how is this going to go? Or, um you know, hopping on a dive boat and, uh, y- you know, you're you're paired up with the freshly open water diver that has, you know, literally this is their first dive out of open water. And you're like, okay, well, this, you know, wasn't the trip that I planned for, but let's adapt to the situation and make the best out of the situation, you know, um, because I don't, I'm not going to have a bad time. I'm not going to give anybody a hard time, you know, being that you know, fresh, new open water diver, because we've all been there. Um, but just, you know, adapting your dive to the situation. And, um, you know, we always kind of, there's like a huge thing in the industry in, in, in diving where uh, the person with the lowest certification dictates how the dive is going to go, especially on a dive boat, because you don't ever want to make somebody feel bad that they're not further along, or this is their skill level. So it's like, you know what, there's, there's that ocean's always going to be there. Hopefully, you know, we'll talk about that in some conservation episodes, but, um, the ocean's always going to be there. The dive's always going to be there. So, you know, just, just because, um, you couldn't get the dives that you wanted doesn't mean it won't be out there tomorrow. And, um, but yeah, just for me, just kind of adapting to situations and, um, something that I try to incorporate every day in, in everyday life, like okay, how am, how am I going to look at this situation, and look at it positively? I think that's just a good lesson anybody can take in, uh, just adapting to your situation and having a positive outlook.
0: Yeah, that's a that's a good one and, and a continual lesson of adaptation and and learning to to roll with the punches. That's really good. All right, so so maybe we can start to wrap it up. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a surprise question that just came up to me. So. Um, and I, and in fairness, I'll answer first because I'm, I'm hitting you with this out of the blue. But what's one thing that you're looking forward to improving? Like what's your area of improvement for yourself moving forward? So I'll, I'll go first since I throw it at you. My area of improvement or a lesson that I'm hoping to learn or I think is trying to be taught to me that I'm not yet getting you know, when the universe does that to you where it's like, hey, dummy, this is the lesson I'm trying to teach you. Why don't you uh, try and actually learn at this time? Here's another opportunity. Here's another opportunity. But my lesson that I want to learn, or area for improvement, in the the podcast and in in general, has been. And this is life for me as well. This is we could do a. I could talk for hours on this subject, but I won't. But is asking for help. So when I need help, or when I'm in a Bad mood, or I'm just worn out for whatever reason, being able to communicate that and communicate my needs, like, hey, I need X or I need you to do this for me, is extremely hard for me to do. And it's always been the case for me in life to be able to c- communicate my needs. And I know I'm aware of them. I just always feel like I don't want to put somebody else out. And so I don't communicate them. And then those needs don't get met and there's a vicious cycle and so that's something that i'm going to work on in this next season of podcasting and diving is being able to better communicate my needs and ask for help when I need it because uh, i'm not I'm not the best at doing that I'm actually very bad at doing that and should be able to rely on others more and sometimes i i uh, I get into a lone wolf mode and need to be able to ask for help or to accept help or to communicate that I need help rather than always be the one that says, no, I got it and I'll take care of it. Um, So that's going to be my lesson. I'll hope to have learned in the next season of podcasting and diving together.
1: No, that's a, that's a great question. And that's definitely something that I'm um, continuing to work on. But um, I guess for me right now, uh, something that I do want to work on is Uh, I mean, I think it's something that I always try to work on, but, um, I'm going to try to get out of my comfort zone a little bit here when it comes to my everyday diving. So, um, for, for the longest time and, and, and I think always, always at heart, I'm I'm just going to be the recreational 30 foot, you know, 30 feet, 15 meter diver, whatever, 15 meter. Yeah. Um, diver. And, uh, but I'm, um, Currently, just kind of starting to go down that technical route, I guess. So, I mean, I've kind of pondered in the DIR a little bit in the past, um, but just kind of broadening my horizons and and just you know, kind of going back to that, staying open, you know, um, and just kind of learning new things. But uh, the 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 biggest thing for me always is just to kind of learn something new, and it's just been a gradual progression. Um, You know, I kind of took a backseat on me furthering my education for a little bit. And since moving out here to Malaysia, um, there's not a whole lot of diving in the area that I'm in. So there's there's some pool diving, which is, you know, something I, I spoke about a while ago on just kind of taking a different approach to my diving, but just basically getting in the pool and working on skills. It's something that I've never really been a big fan of. Um, like, Oh, let's just hop in the pool and work on some skills. Um, I'm, I'm more of just like, Hey, I just want to cruise around. And, you know, I, I like the, the, the mindlessness of being in the water, the quietness, just the, you know, the, the getaway, the, the, just, you know, I worked in a lot of loud shops. So when I get into the water, it's nice when everything's quiet, no one can talk to me. I kind of really enjoy it. If you talk to me, it's usually hand signals. Um, And I guess that's probably going to be a big thing for me is um, I've always kind of had that solo approach when it comes to diving. I really do. You know, I was out there at Windy Point a lot by myself and I, I really, really enjoy it. It's something that I hugely miss to be able to do. If I'm just having a bad day, I just cruise out to Windy Point, get a dive in. I'm just cruising by myself. But I guess kind of more approaching that team aspect of diving just because I'm still kind of back and forth of it just to be honest with you just because uh, I do think I I do know that there is a lot of technical solo divers out there who will go and and you know explore caves and do that and and I'm nowhere near that aspect yet Um, but hopefully you know I'll get there but just kind of broadening my horizons and maybe kind of getting away from the solo for now, going kind of more into the team uh, until you know I find that right direction because I do I do enjoy there's a peace of mind when I can kind of tune everybody out, but just basically going more from solo to team. I don't really know if that makes sense, but um, but that that's something that I'm hoping to uh, get a grasp on and learn a little bit more. Um, and uh, you know, just on the podcast side of things, I definitely hope to be able to you know, just kind of bring new ideas and, and different ideas um, to the show just because scuba diving is such a it's it's, it's a, such a small industry. But there's the more I'm learning it, there's so many different avenues of scuba diving. Um, and, and some of them I'm actually really uh, excited to bring to the podcast and people that I met, which I think will just kind of be like, huh, that's I never really thought of that. Um, and then things that I'm to be honest with you, not quite sure about, but I want to hear their take on things, you know, just because I'm like, Oh, I didn't even know that that was a thing, but let's, you know, let's get you on the show and, and, you know, speak your piece and, um, you know, change my mind, uh, you know, that meme going around or whatever that is. Uh, but yeah, just kind of, um, that, that's a goal is just to, to educate myself more and, and see where I'm at in a year and, um, it'll be it'll be fun to to come back to this episode and and listen to it all again.
0: Well, great well, let's wrap this uh, this bad boy up. Um, yeah, I think that there are always lessons to be learned and this was fun to kind of reflect here towards the end of the year on what we've experienced since bringing this podcast to life and you know from conversations you know around. Asian food and in, in uh, H Mart, all the way to you know almost a year <laughs> later now, and it's cool to cool to have a little reflection, have a little self awareness of where we can improve and what we've learned, and and who knows where we'll go from here. Like I said, I think what I'm excited about moving forward is is continuing to to get deeper into topics that are interesting to us and our own experiences of those things. And then yeah, I think some of the guests coming on sounds super interesting. I'm really interested, uh, not to spoil it for everybody, but the the sardine run. Um, you know, we're gonna interview the folks that run the the sardine run. And man, I'm super interested to hear about that. It sounds fascinating. And then yeah, I'm also really excited uh about humans of scuba. So we had our first humans of scuba episode a while back, and we're we're gonna get our feet underneath us with that, but I'm excited about that series and figuring out what that can be because we, we really want to just bring to life the everyday diver uh, that, that, you know, by all other means is not getting interviewed on a podcast or on a m- magazine just because there's a diversity out there that we want to listen to and understand and, and bring light to different ways of thought and different stories out there of diving. And I'm really excited about that. So that's what I'm looking forward to. And uh yeah, that was this has been a fun episode, don't you think?
1: Yeah, no, this has been great and it's always it's always great to have a moment of reflection especially on something uh like this cuz it's so new to me. So I'm I'm definitely looking forward to the next next season, the next 40, we should say.
0: <laughs> that sounds right. Yeah, we're just going to talk back another 40. That has a whole different meaning uh there, but yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a 40 a 40 pack of of season Um, Yeah. So good. (laughs) If you enjoyed the episode, we invite you to connect with us. The best way to do that is at www.thedivetable.com. You can send us a message, send us a voicemail, uh, shoot us an email, whatever you'd like to do, leave a review. Also, if you enjoy the show, make sure that you subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast so that you get notified when new episodes drop. And as always, we would love to hear your story, maybe there's some lessons that you've taken from listening to the show, or maybe there's you know lessons that <laughs> we we you could help Nick and I learn our lessons faster uh if if you've got some advice out there we'd love to hear you so shoot us a message, let us know you're out there. We love hearing from everyone that's out there in the scuba verse and listening to the show and connecting with you so uh your email and your message will never be uh, ignored, so send us a message. Other than that, uh, any last parting thoughts, Nick? Um, no,
1: just thank you, thank you very much for listening, and really appreciate you know you guys spending time with us. So yeah, reach out to us, uh, you know, various different ways. Um, the the Facebook group is always a fun place. We got a great little community there, so that we're continually building. So definitely check us out there. The the dive table on Facebook groups.
0: Yeah, I'm going to spend the whole week thinking about those you know, back to the future Nikes in a diving context. It's, I mean, <laughs> I wish if we can pull that off a self-inflating boot, you know, you just put a little gas in your feet for that dry suit, but, and not have to shift the bubble around. It's just, it's just a matter of how in the heck would you vent it? That's, I'm going to think about that for, for the next week. I'm sure i be stuck on it and realize that it's a really bad idea. I'm sure. But I'm going to think about it. Don't so, <laughs> <laughs> that kick me out. <laughs> dump dump valves on the ankles. Yeah, I don't know. How would you how would you manipulate that though? Uh, I don't know. You have to figure that out. So, it's so, like a P valve. You just twist. Yeah, maybe it's just a certain volume of gas can get in there, which is just a little bit. And it, and it has an automated dump valve that when it expands too much, it just automatically dumps. But then you got to make sure because it's in your foot, that it's clear. Uh, anyway, that's just going to be something I want to think about. Because how cool <laughs> would it be? Pop on a pair of Nikes and press the button, and, zzz, <laughs> and now you've got your dive boots on. Uh, it's probably a terrible idea. It probably will kill you. So <laughs> don't go do it. But don't, uh, I don't, don't think steal about. our idea, Nike. Don't do it. Don't or, do it. or but, go but, for it. No, it's it. been great. Thank you very much. Just call them the <laughs> the, the dive table one, <laughs> TDT one. And then and then every year we'll have a new shoe come out. Wouldn't that be something? We'll be the first uh, scuba divers with our own Nike line. That would be pretty awesome. Yeah. And I'm sure. Uh,
1: Nike, listen. Yeah, Nike. What's up? We're going to send
0: this out to one hey, of you. We like Oregon. We'll, we'll, we'll hang out in Portland for a little while. No worries. Uh, <laughs> all right. Thanks, everyone out there uh, for for being here and listening and if you can solve the Back to the Future boots for dry suits, let me know. And we will hope to have you back on the next episode of The Dive Table. The Dive Table is a production of Fish Dive Surf Incorporated and a member of the Fish Dive Surf Podcast Network. You can find out more at www.fishtivesurf.com.